What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show on a Monday, as our viewers and listeners are saying. And overreaction Monday, I'm back home in the South Florida studio, and uh, it, it I'll tell you right now, it is a DuPont Media production, so if anything fails, blame him. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio. Moose, can we bring him in? Darren Moose DuPont, he's flying the ship from the Toronto studio, and it's been uh, Moose just flew in from Las Vegas, and man, are my arms tired. That old joke. Uh, we don't have the sound effects from boom, boom, but it's a true story. We're back from Super Bowl 58. We're ready to ease on in here on Game Plus TV and key radio and podcasts and streaming and talk about the wild weekend and all the big topics. But uh, happy Monday, sir. Uh, I like the look of the show so far. You're doing a great job. Are you liking it? Of course. It's great. Uh, um, I wouldn't have put it on if I didn't like it like this. And you know, whatever hiccups we may have along the way, um, it's still going to be two really good hours of sports talk. And this is the place to come and chat about Super Bowl and, and everything that happened over the weekend. Yeah, buddy. Well, and as I'm sitting here right now, I, I got everything set up in a real. This was all my broadcast gear from Super Bowl, right? Set up, pack it, unpack it, pack it. Flew all night. Red eye. <laughs> I don't like doing that. If at all possible, I try not to do that. But I wanted to get home to be on the air for this show. And my gong and my bell, I'm looking at them. They're out here, out of my reach. So trust me, everybody, when I say, can we hit the quick six show horn? And <laughs> away we go, boss. Okay. I don't even have all my show topics ready to go. But let's be honest. When we open with the big story, the big one is Super Bowl. And a spoiler alert, we're going to get into Morgan Riley, uh, Ridley Gregg. Uh, coming up here in the quick six. And I should tell you that our guests today are Canada's foremost NFL insider, Jim Lang. And what are we calling him? Football aficionado to the stars. Coach Phil Reacts going to join us from Washington State to talk Super Bowl and probably some CFL too. But Darren, here is the big story. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and the Kansas City Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions. Mahomes threw a three-yard touchdown pass to McCole Hardman with three seconds to go in overtime, and the Chiefs rallied to beat the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 Sunday in the second overtime game in Super Bowl history and becoming the first repeat champs in 19 years and ninth overall. And I'll just throw this in, Darren, because it is the wire copy. It's the news. I didn't write this, is my point. With pop star Taylor Swift watching boyfriend Travis Kelsey from a suite, the Chiefs captured their third Super Bowl title in five years and firmly established themselves as a dynasty. 
There is no doubt about that, man. And so I want to hear from you. I want to hear from the audience. What was your take on the game? I don't remember what Super Bowl it was, but it became it was known as Super Bowl. If we think we can go back and look at the scores of games, we could probably look up which one it was. And I'm sitting there watching the second half from the Las Vegas airport going, this could go down in history as Super Bowl, but it didn't. Man, so Carlos in Indianapolis writes it and says, what a roller coaster of a game. It became that. And uh, yeah, your thoughts on Super Bowl 58. It's not going to go down as an instant classic. Um, it was no. a boring game for most for most of it. You know, I mean, it really wasn't an entertaining game. It was not a classic. It was not a fun game to watch. But at the end of the day, it turned into one of the best finishes because we got overtime, we had some lead changes in the fourth quarter, and then we had the big drive at the end of the game, and, and the Chiefs found a way to win. I did not see that coming. Not that I didn't see a Chiefs win coming, but as you watch that game, it kind of felt like all of a sudden, it kind of came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, boom, they're in the end zone, and the game's over, and Travis and, and uh, Taylor are making out on the field, and all the rest, and it was a great story. But uh, not a not a Picasso of a sixty some odd minute painting. Well, you know when you say that, uh, you didn't know who was going to win, right down no. to the ending. But I will say this: Forty ers get their field goal on the opening possession of overtime, and then you're putting the ball in the hands of Patrick Mahomes to win a game with a touchdown drive. I don't care who you're playing, if it's the San Francisco Forty ers or it's the brothers and sisters. Uh, nuns against humanity school for the blind i don't care mahomes is gonna do it or at the very uh, that has been his history that he can do it and he did it again and i think it was on that drive did he not scramble for two first downs with his legs alone there's not a lot of quarterbacks that can or even will do that dak prescott I mean, Dak is in that stratosphere financially. Lamar Jackson's in that stratosphere financially. But when the game is on the line and you put the ball in their hands and say, go win it, Patrick Mahomes does it. And a lot of other guys who have gotten the bag don't. So I want to say this, and thank you for the people that are tuning in. My guys, Chris from the Bronx, he, <laughs> he asked me how my flight home was. Look, we all have our opinions on the game. Everybody wants to hear the stories. And I'm getting to that. But I'll say this. I'm not sick of Patrick Mahomes. I'm not sick of Andy Reid. I'm not sick of Travis Kelsey, and I'm not even sick of Taylor Swift. But what I will say is this. Being herded like cattle through the Las Vegas airport and then landing here in Miami, it felt like a swarm, a sea of millions of people. And you look over their shoulder at their phones, and what do I see on everybody's phone is Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, you know, embracing or Mahomes. Like, you don't understand, it's not just yours and my world and our little community. It's everybody's world. They are front and center for everybody. And maybe at some point, I'll get sick of it, and I know there are people that are, but I'm not. You're talking about a fairy tale love story. <laughs> You're talking about a coach and a quarterback that have become iconic, and they've done it by winning the right way. They haven't been caught deflating footballs or spying on the other team that I know of. So if you don't like these guys, Darren, why, why would you not like this story? Why would you not like this story? I know it is. It's a good story, you know? Um, and the thing about the Super Bowl is we can always find a good story. Um, but this is a good story. 
You know, you had so much attention on it. To be honest, you had a lot of people cheering for the Chiefs because of the facts that you talked about and and simply because of Taylor Swift and the love story with Travis Kelsey. You had a lot of people cheering for the 49ers too, simply because they hated seeing Taylor Swift in the booth, which makes for a great game when you got people on both sides. You had people cheering for Brock Purdy because, you know, to try and escape the narrative that he's a game manager or he's not that good. But for the most part, you know, um, this was a game played on the defensive side of the football most of the game. It wasn't played by Travis Kelsey or or George Kittle yeah. or Brock Purdy or Patrick Mahomes. It was played by defenses, and at the end, uh, a nice fairy tale ending for the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I, I can see why people might be tired of it, but I, like, I'm not for it. I'm not against it. I'm like, meh. You got to give them their due for what they've done. All of them is what I'm saying. Now, I want to say this. This is where it gets real, man. And I'm I'm not looking back. I mean, you saw the posts where I said, hey, mom, we finally made it. We're broadcasting from Super Bowl. That meant a lot to my family and the friends of my parents who aren't with us anymore because they know this has been a real long journey of mine since I was six years old wanting to do this and to do it at the highest level meant a lot. You know, so I want to go. I, I plan to be at Super Bowl every year. And next year it's in New Orleans. I've already been hired to work it. So, hey, for the next year, I can tout that. Doing this show from Radio Row was amazing. Go ahead and ask me what my highlight is of Radio Row. Thanks for asking. It was running into Flavor Fave. Which, to be honest, I thought for 30 years it was Flavor Fave. And it's not. It's Flavor Flav. Did you know that? Or did I you? Did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I did not know that. So, yeah. So just to resurrect that, everybody has an opinion, I feel, of Flavor Flav. And I guess if you're, if you're young enough, you don't know who it is. I think you know who he is. I mean, I, I don't get so, you know, I'm, I, what I, calm down, Rod. Now I'm getting excited. To me, to see Joe Montana and the absolute waves waves of four thousands of 49ers fans just walking in his wake. <laughs> like I walked through the NFL experience on Saturday afternoon with my friend Dean and his wife, Deb and their son, Jordan. And we ran into this sea of 49ers fans, literally like a sea of them, dude. At 10,000. And they were all, <sighs> and they're all, they're all hot and bothered. And they had their phones out. And I'm like, what are you guys in a lineup to get drinks? Because that's what it looked like. And the guy's like, no, it's Montana. Oh, I get it. Four Super Bowls. Trust me, I do. Patrick Mahomes hasn't even caught Joe Montana. But to me, he's just another football guy. So it's, I'm not downgrading that, but you know what I mean. I've been around those guys my whole life. So just, I, I enjoyed seeing Dan Marino and all those guys. But, the, but my point is the entertainers are the ones that get me all horny. Flava Flav? Really? He's not that tall. Oh, he looks really good. Jump into Wikipedia to see how old he is. And he's like in his late 60s, I think. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's the kind of stuff that excites me. You know, um, so seeing that was great. But 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 weaving our way through the thousands of masses to get into NFL experience and being shoulder to shoulder, it was good for a while. But we were there for an hour. And then we met, you know how we do, Darren. We're like, let's split up and we'll meet here in an hour. 
and then we'll decide if we're going to stay or everybody was ready to go after we're done. Right. And then, and then we're walking the halls of Mandalay Bay, which I love how it's all linked. Now you don't need to go outside because I've been a weather suck from the Mandalay Bay, right into the Luxor, right into the Excalibur. And you got all the, this was getting to be late Saturday afternoon, Saturday night. And I'll be honest. Let's go Niners. (sighs) I'm like, Jordan was like, did he say let's go Riders? No, Niners. And I'm like, you know what? Fans are fans wherever you go. So you've done, you've seen it at Grey Cup. It's no different. It's the same at Super Bowl, but just to scale, it's a thousand times more. And to be honest, the people with the chains around their neck and the signs and the painted faces and are getting hammered and all that. It was annoying when I was drinking. Now that I'm not, it's freaking unbearable. <laughs> like over and, and add Vegas on top of it. Right? Lights, showgirls, this and that, people jamming stuff in your face. Ah. So we got out of there, let, you know, we had a Mexican supper and then went and we watched uh, Saturday Night Live all night. It was like a Travis Kelsey special. I, were you home Saturday night? What did you do, Saturday? Did you see the Travis Kelsey special on NBC? No, I didn't even know it yeah. was on NBC. Yeah, well, Otherwise, I might have tuned in. But I listen, I only know Travis Kelsey as a football player. I didn't realize that he'd been hosting SNL for years and doing all these skits. He's a hell of a good actor and a great guy. That guy, if anybody ever told you God created us all equal, they're lying because he didn't. Now, and then to Super Bowl Sunday, my tradition has always been this, and I've loved it for years, sitting down, plunking my ass on the couch and watching NFL Network 24-7. Pretty much from the moment those guys show up at Super Bowl till kickoff. I just love watching it. I didn't do that because I was there. It's, it's a really big difference when you're there. You know, I meant? like I didn't have time. I was working this event. From noon till 3.30, the Sober Bowl, and it was with Earl Campbell and Brandon Mitchell and Lee Steinberg and Chris Kale from Five Finger Death Punch. And I, I and a comedian Craig Gass. Like it was a it was a really big deal. And let me just tell you this, Darren. Full disclosure, people are tuned in here because I tell the truth and I'm real. I only knew Errol Campbell by reputation because he was prominent in the late 70s and early 80s. I wasn't watching football then, and if I was, it was the CFL. We didn't get it on the farm in Canada. So once I got into pro football, all of a sudden, Earl Campbell is, of course, this hallowed name, right? Um, That's your franchise. I would imagine he's your franchise's all-time rushing leader. He has to be, right? He's top five all-time NFL. So he's there. And I meant to bring my shades. Do I have them here? I think I do. As a prop. No, I don't. I don't have my shades. I must tuck them away somewhere. But I walked up to him before the event. He's in a motorized scooter. Almost 10,000 rushing yards. He might have a problem with his hips and knees. You know what I mean? In his motorized scooter, he's got his sunglasses. Think Ray Charles. Think Ray Charles. So I walked up. I'm like, Mr. Campbell, can I get my picture taken with you? And he's this. Like, did he die? Did <laughs> Did he hear me? He didn't even move. But I was just another one of those guys asking for a photo. You know what I mean? He didn't even move. I put my arm around him. He didn't even move. This is before the event. And then when we get out on the stage and they're going, oh, here's Brandon Mitchell. He won a Super Bowl. He played with the Giants and the Patriots. Here's Earl Campbell. 
Pro Football Hall of Fame 1991. And here's this other guy, Rod. But I started telling my story, and Earl starts laughing. He starts pounding his knee. All of a sudden, did you see the photo of us after? <laughs> We're popping wheelies on that thing, right? But it was just funny because we cracked that door of, oh, hey, we got something in common, huh? Yeah. He's got 14 years in recovery. I got nine years in recovery. And Brandon Mitchell's got 14 years in recovery. All of a sudden, we're telling stories. Quick, funny story. Earl goes, I used to come back from Super Bowl because I've been to a million of these things. And it doesn't matter. I wouldn't be in the house 15 minutes. And my wife would know something I'd done. Or my kid would know. Somebody would have told him something I'd done. And I said, thank God you're doing good things now, right? And Brandon Mitchell hits the floor. The crowd laughs oh my god yeah so there's we didn't even talk about the damn game we didn't get a prediction of chasing 49ers because some things are bigger than football and none of us should be alive to tell the story but we are so we celebrate it and thanks for coming to my ted talk of recovery when we come back uh we'll get into morgan riley because to be honest even at super bowl 58 you couldn't escape that talk People weren't talking about it there, at least in my vortex. Morgan Riley, Ridley Gregg, and every other sports topic when we come back. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network. It's a DuPont Media production, and if I say so, he's doing a hell of a job. We're also live on uh, Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. 
RP show continues on a Monday. And by the way, uh, yes, we do not have our usual production arm, IKS Media, today. So I appreciate uh, those hanging with us. You're getting the moral of the story. And we'll be back with our normal crew flying the Millennium Falcon on Tuesday. But it's daytime sports talk. And I know for a fact we're coming at you live on Game Plus TV. Key Radio in Atlanta and uh, the streams. And it was nice meeting uh, some of our Game Plus TV brethren as we bring in uh, Darren Moose DuPont. He continues co-hosting from Toronto studio. I did meet Gil Alexander and Kelly and those guys. And before we switch over to hockey, and I want to clarify something. Those guys from VEASAN follow the numbers, which airs just before our show every morning out of Las Vegas every day. Like everybody left last night and today. They're still there because they live there. So they had the nice set. And I, the, what do you know about VEASAN? Does not Brent Musburger own it and lives in Vegas? Doesn't What do you know about VEASAN, the uh, company that owns that show and that production company? Not so as much forth. as I'd like to. But I think Brent Musburger is a player there or has been a part of that in the past. I'll tell you this. I saw a lot of Brent Musburger in, in, in the coverage throughout the week. He was all over the pregame show on CBS uh, doing one-on-one interviews. Um, he was guesting on every show it felt like that we saw around there. I saw a lot of Brent Musburger. Last I knew, he's the voice of the Las Vegas Raiders on radio. So that's his town, right? And I think he owns that. So it was nice to meet those guys. And for the radio role thing, so many people have the questions. What was it like? You know, we'd never been there before. We checked that out in L.A. two years ago, but we never broadcast from there like we did this year. It's like a convention with all these trade tables on the inside, but on the outside, outer excursion is all the big sets like Pat McAfee and follow the numbers from VEASAN and you name it, Sirius XM Radio, CBS Sports Radio, all that. So when I said, and Darren turned it into a meme over the weekend, and I got a fair amount of reaction, I want the Pat McAfee treatment at Grey Cup next year. It's this. I want to broadcast live from the convention center, and I want no interference from the rights holder of the Canadian Football League because we have had that in the past. It's part of the reason why we're not doing it. And if, if, you, if you don't understand what that means, you never will. So I'll just say that. And I want, like we had at the last Great Cup we broadcast at, where they're bringing through the players, just like they did with Pat McAfee. And he had Kenny Chesney on the other day, as I noticed on Friday. That's what I want at Great Cup. If that's too much to ask, then we won't go or we won't do it. But we're on national television. He's on national television. He's a football guy. I'm a football guy. Why can't we do the same thing? That's what I want. You knew when I said that, Darren. That's what I meant, right? Of course, of course. We want this to be a big deal. Great Cup deserves it. Um, I think we, as a show, we always take Great Cup very seriously. And we know it's a big week yeah. on our calendar. Um, as much as Super Bowl, you know, is one of our most watched weeks, Great Cup is also one of our most viewed weeks on the network. Um, we've seen that in the numbers. So, yeah, and, and the fans deserve it. You know, it's another thing that they can get up and be a part of. And what's going to be great is our show doesn't change. We're on at noon out here in the West Coast. But for the fans at Grey Cup, it's going to be a little different in Vancouver because we're on at 9 a.m. out there on the, on the West Coast. So it's going to be an opportunity to get your day started, meet some players, come around, create that atmosphere. So make your plans to be in Vancouver 
because from hearing what they're going to be doing with their Grey Cup Festival and what you just said we're going to be doing with this show, Grey Cup in November, book your tickets now because it's going to be it's going to be big. I'm going to get to the viewer comments here in a second, but I think it's time people know because I'm tired of it and I don't need it as evidenced by working Super Bowl events and broadcasting live from NFL events on the weekend. I don't need this. You say the fans deserve it. The CFL players deserve it and the coaches deserve it. And we've got players trying to get on this show left and right all the time. You should see our inbox, our DMs, who's sliding into our DMs. We had a guy lined up today. And he went to clear it through his team and they nixed it. And I'm sure they have their own. The team nixed it. And I'm sure they have their own reasons, but I'm just tired of it. So CFL players want to get on this show and the teams are running interference. And I just, I don't. So when the CFL has its winter meetings and they talk about this type of stuff from a business perspective, I hope you're bringing this up. Because I am so done with it. Okay. From the text line, 902-518-3333 for Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. Will Finn Steinbach, Manitoba, says, hi, Rod and Moose. Travis Kelsey thinks the Chiefs are all about him. Disgraceful treatment of his coach. Riley needs to be suspended for three games regarding Morgan Riley. Listen, you can't. I saw the thing with Kelsey. That was right after the turnover inside the 10, right? And I, was it ever explained why Travis Kelsey was in the year of Andy Reid? Like, that stuff doesn't bother me. Uh, if you've ever been heat of the moment, um, not to use war terms, but on the front lines in sports, I was with a firefighter all weekend. They yell at each other in the heat of the moment. We yell at each other and broadcasting in the heat of the That happens, guy. Way, way, way too much has been made of Travis Kelsey yelling at Andy Reid on the sideline, in my mind. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, it was a moment of frustration, um, something we don't see, especially with the Chiefs, who have such a good unit. Um, but we don't know all the information. We don't know really what happened down there. And I no. would go as far to say something happened that was different than they usually see something was missed um and also the circumstances that team was kind of coming unraveled at that point you know you look at early in that game through the first half even three quarters Patrick Mahomes threw an interception they fumbled near their own goal line um they caught a pass for six yards and the receiver ended up running you know not going down and it turned into a four-yard loss um, there was a lot of frustrating things that happened. Travis Kelsey wasn't really involved. He was being, you know, shut out of the game. And maybe he saw something and Andy Reid was just not, uh, not listening to him. And, you know, and that was different. You know, there's a, a number of things that could go into it. But it's not about necessarily the bad moments that happen. It's about how do you respond when they happen. And clearly the Chiefs were able to take that navigate that experience and all come together and win the football game. So clearly their conflict management or conflict resolution skills are at a high level because it's not about avoiding those, those blowups. It's about how do you have the blowups and still move forward? They know how to do right. it. Right. If you can't get past that, you're going nowhere. FYI, Kevin, the medium has checked in. He says, happy Monday, everyone. Happy Monday, Kevin. Sorry. I missed you here in Florida. How about that? From our boss, Joe Gunnis, he writes in and he says, where does Andy Reid rate in the best coaches of all time in the NFL? Well, 
you got three Super Bowls, and uh, he went to another with, well, he lost one with the Chiefs. So he's been to four, one, three with them, went to the Super Bowl with the Eagles. He's up there. Yeah. We're not putting him, I don't think, on the Mount Rushmore, but he's pretty damn great. How about that? Allen in Saskatoon says, Rod, that great story of Mr. Earl Campbell, but so true of celebs until you get to know them. Your, star- your story of recovery is amazing, as I know. Uh, yeah, the- <laughs> he couldn't have cared less, Earl Campbell, <laughs> until we got talking. Oh, yeah. And he's like revving his scooter later in the day. Oh, God. From the gooch, he writes in and says, Rod, you sweat greed. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm going to take that as a compliment because all these sports leagues that are taking home billions upon billions upon billions of dollars sweat greed as well. I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. Our poll question today, by the way, is for Key Auto Group. At Key Auto Group, they're driven by safety. Experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. I don't totally know. It was Clark's idea, and he's not producing the show today, but it, it was, he goes, who's the real MVP of the Super Bowl? Was it Andy Reid? Was it Patrick Mahomes? His other option was Travis Kelsey, was it not? And other, Darren, do you remember what he had? I know people are voting on it on YouTube when, when they join this stream. He had Chris Jones, uh, the, the defense of lineman that was a disruptive force. Ah, right. I'm still going to say Patrick Mahomes because he is the one that engineered the game-winning touchdown drive. End of story. It's Mahomes. They got it right. The football voters very usually get it right. Um, Wayne in BC says, I can't understand why a team would nix an interview on the RP show. They definitely don't want to promote the CFL. I don't know either, Wayne, but as we sit here today, can we officially say I'm over it? We have players asking to come on, teams blocking it. Uh, Maybe people don't like that I'm saying it. I don't care. Because again, I'm over dealing with that crap. To what we said we were going to deal with. Shane Pinto had a goal and two assists. And Ottawa beat Toronto Saturday night in a game that ended with Maple Leafs defense with Morgan Riley Cross-checking Ridley Gregg for firing a slap shot into an empty net. It was an empty netter. Gregg scored with 5.1 seconds to go. Racing down the middle and firing a slap shot from short range into the empty net. As the Ottawa player headed back up the eight boards toward the bench, Riley came across the ice and hit him high. With the cross-check, Toronto set out receiver Ryan Reeves for the final face-off, but the officials quickly jumped in to prevent a brawl. Again, that's the wire story. I wasn't watching it, but I hadn't even gone to bed that night, Saturday night, and it was on my phone. So I saw the clip, and I am... I guess it's the Rod Peterson show, so you want my opinion. Uh, I'm a dinosaur when it comes to this, so I don't know why people want my opinion, but I'll give it to you anyways. Told Darren, put this into a meme. Ridley Gregg didn't do anything wrong for firing a slab shot into the empty net, and Morgan Riley didn't come do anything wrong for chasing him across the ice and cross-checking him in the head. Now, where I come from and with what I grew up with, that was Thursday. Not a big deal. Uh, it was Terrell Owens dancing on the star at Cowboy Stadium as a member of the 49ers. You can do it, but you're going to be picking up your teeth with a broken arm. Right? It's the exact same scenario to me, Darren. You mess with the bowl, you get the horn. Eye for an eye. Now, I guess Riley's got his in-person hearing today. I mean, did you die? Didn't hurt him? 
and he had it coming. So I don't understand why how this is even a debatable topic to me. You? I know. It's so polarizing because of the way that the game has changed. I look at it a couple different ways. You know, on the one hand, um, you see all the comments. He scored into an empty net. Big deal. Well, he didn't score into an empty net. He fired a slap shot to rub it in their face, you know, that they were beating the Leafs. And that's a big rival. And let's be honest, it pissed them off, the Leafs. And, you know, from a Toronto standpoint, what's been the book on them? They're soft. They don't fight back. They don't show any grit. They don't show any tenacity. Uh, they don't show any want to. So seeing this from Morgan Riley, seeing them get mad and upset that he took a liberty to rub it in that they were winning the game, that was a good thing for Leaf fans to see that because it showed that they cared, that they were mad. You know, like the question around Toronto was, do you even care if you lose the game? Or are you more worried about hanging out with Justin Bieber? You know, do you even care if you win or lose? Yeah. Well, that showed me that Morgan Riley cares and, and hates to lose. So that was a good thing. Now, am I advocating for cross-checking people in the face? Never. You know, jump them, have a fight, push, you know, slam them into the boards, um, you know, cross-check them in the arms. I, you know, I, I'm not going to, I don't think you should have cross-checked them in the face. But going after them? Yeah. I'm totally cool with it. And you know what? I'm cool with him getting suspended too. A little bit disheartened that he's getting an in-hearing, in-person hearing, because it means he's getting at least five games for somebody who has a very clean record, who's never, I don't think, ever been suspended, um, let alone taken many penalties. You know, I thought, you know, this would be worthy of two or three games simply because of who he is. We'll find out today how seriously the NHL takes it. I don't think he was in the wrong. I don't think he should get anything. Um, we got a break and we'll bring in Jim Lang. Uh, just a couple of comments. Gooch uh, writes in regarding, he says, I sweat greed. And I said, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. The Gooch says, I read a book where greed was wrong. No, it is. You're just saying you think that I'm greedy, but I don't care what you think. <laughs> See, you can think whatever you want. I'm taking it as a compliment, but I don't give two squirts of sweat for what you think about me. That's my point. Uh, we got more. Uh, including cold weather in Las Vegas. And uh, John in Edmonton writes in, he says, rumor from Super Bowls that the NFL is only taking the big game to stadiums in warm climate cities in the USA. Is that a good idea or not? Well, they thought they were. Vegas was supposed to be that. But it was cold enough to freeze the uh, nuts off a cultivator, as they say, in our motherland. We'll be back in a moment. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late.
Welcome back, everybody. The RP Show continues on this Monday, and uh, let's bring him in. <clears throat> everybody talking Super Bowl. We'll get to that with Canada's foremost NFL insider, Jim Lang, but he's also a multi-time best-selling author of hockey books, including Leaf books. And uh, Jim Lang, welcome to the program. I want to start right there with Morgan Riley, Ridley, Greg, and if I may, Brent Waltman is watching in Wellington, Florida, and he writes in, he says, 15 years ago, this would not even be mentioned. Riley took the liberty to let him know that it wasn't acceptable. Move on. Seems like everybody has an opinion on what happened Saturday night in that Leaf Sens game. What's yours, Jim? Uh, Morgan Riley's crime was hitting him in the head. I mean, the NHL, the NFL, all sports leagues have cracked down on head and neck shots. You can't go anywhere near a head of her neck, and in the NFL, it's a 15-year penalty. In the NHL, they're really trying to reduce the amount of head injuries, concussions, brain injuries. And once he brings the stick up, the stick up to the neck and the head region, well, that's that's suspendable. That's the will suspend it all the time. If he cross-checks him in the shoulder, hammers him into the board, yells at him, he might get kicked out of the game. But we're not talking the suspension that we are right now. It's because he went for the head, and the league has made it quite clear to coaches and players that you just don't target the head targeting the head you will get suspended there's this whether fans like it or not old school or not that's the new way of doing things because they're trying to reduce the number of head injuries and brain injuries i love the explanation um yeah times change but i don't necessarily have to change to go with it so uh <laughs> that's what i think he had it coming so you get what you get what do you think he's going to get for discipline the fact it's an in-person hearing, it's got to be at least five games. If it was three games, two games, they would have just called them on the phone and told them. The fact it's in-person probably means it's going to be a fairly lengthy suspension for Morgan Riley. Otherwise, why go to all that trouble? So um, my guess is five or six games. Okay. And how do you feel about what he did? Um, Greg was in the wrong. I mean, that's, I mean, come on. You, you are taunting the other team. And I'm not care what level of hockey you're at. You do something like that, you're probably going to get some sort of retribution. The only problem I had was Morgan Riley just went about it the wrong way and got put him in a position to be suspended. But uh, Riley Gray can't he can't do or Ridley Gray can't do something like that um, and not expect something to happen. I just you just can't, especially at the NHL in that kind of situation. I mean, both teams are rivals and. I mean, back in the day, I mean, it would have been a Pier 6 brawl at the best of times. Well, first of all, back in the day, you probably wouldn't even attempted something like that knowing what would happen. Right. Yeah, so you talk about how things have changed. They haven't necessarily changed for the better. You're going to have more of this. Hey, back in the day, if you tried a Michigan, oh. same thing. You'd have been picking your teeth up with a broken arm. But now and, and, the stars are doing it. Yeah. And and you hear older players. And then if so, uh, say back in the 80s and 90s, you take the slap shot, empty net. Some guy goes after you. Your teammates are going, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Now, now I'm going to have to fight this guy. I'm going to have to fight this guy. You're putting me in a bad position because you were a bonehead. So there's a lot of people at fault here. But um, we'll find out what I mean. The Department of Player Safety in NHL doesn't exactly have a five-star sterling reputation for how they do things. But we'll, we'll see what happens when they lay down their justice. Our guy, Joe, our boss, wrote in and says, where does this leave Andy Reid in the pantheon of all-time NFL coaches? And I brought up his three Super Bowl titles with the Chiefs, two more appearances that he lost, 
one with the yeah. Chiefs and the Eagles. And Kirk in Saskatoon writes in and says Andy Reid has a Super Bowl ring as an assistant coach in Green Bay in 97. Unfortunately, they don't count what you've done as an assistant coach. I think they should, but they don't. But what is this from a historical perspective? What does this mean for Reed and Mahomes? Well, I, I mean, Mahomes has accomplished so much at the age of 28, it almost defies belief. Like he's in the Joe Montana uh, pantheon of quarterbacks with three Super Bowl MVPs at the age of 28. I'll get more to Mahomes in a second, but Andy Reed um, is. A great example of a coach who in Philadelphia, great success, couldn't win the big one, comes to Kansas City and adapts and changes and has a perfect marriage with coach and quarterback and has adapted as well. And for a guy, he's I mean, he's not a 35, 36-year-old whiz kid coach like you see all these hires in the NFL. I forget Sean McVay was so young, but he relates to his young players, relates to players of different backgrounds, different ages, uh, fringe players, superstars, and his ability to uh, adapt in-game and be prepared is phenomenal. He has to rank as one of the all-time great coaches in the NFL because of his longevity, all the games he won in Philadelphia, Mm. all the games he's won in Kansas City, all the championships. Here's a perfect example why Andy Reid is special. After the game, a lot was made the fact that 49ers admitted they weren't prepared for the overtime rules. And the players weren't prepared. Whereas Chris Jones and the Chiefs said, they talked about it in training camp, said, hey, if we ever get to the Super Bowl, this is what the scenario is. In the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, they spent part of their meetings and practices going over. It's the Super Bowl. It's overtime. They score. This is what we do. And so the players were totally right. Well, except for McCole Hardman, who didn't react at first because he wasn't sure whether they won or not. But I mean, all the, the key players, all the star players, the bulk of the team knew exactly what the scenario was, what the coaches wanted for them, what the plan was. That's, that goes to Andy Reid and just knowing situational football. This is why everyone talked about why Bill Belichick was so good for so many years. Rod, is he went over every possible situation with the team. So when it happens in a game and everyone's physically, emotionally, mentally exhausted, they know what to do. I was laughing because it reminded me of all my time, and you worked in the CFL too, of when blunders happened in games and the fans would go, how did they not know? How did, were, they, were they not prepared? No, they weren't prepared exactly. by their coach, right? So, hey, one more, only time for one more question. A guy leaned over to me. You brought up Belichick. A guy leaned over to me on the weekend in Vegas, and he goes, what do we make of the fact that Belichick's not coaching this year? That's a great question. You, yeah. What would yeah, you answer? Um, maybe just there wasn't the right fit for him. Now he had multiple interviews, but at the end of the day, it's what does he want and what does the owner and the team want? Because it, I mean, if you're dealing with one of the all-time legends of coaches in all of sports, not just the NFL, who's going to have uh, you know certain things he needs. It's not just money. He wants money and this and this to coach his team. And maybe the marriage between the owner and the team and Belichick wasn't there this offseason. Uh, by all accounts, he still wants to coach. I know he still wants to break that Don Shula all-time record, so he needs to coach a couple more years to do that, to, to have the all-time wins record in the regular season. So maybe next season, as we always see five to seven head coaching jobs come open, that they'll be the perfect marriage for Belichick, owner, and team, and he has a job next year. You've been to how many Super Bowls? Five? 
fine. I have that yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you get a pang of wishing you were there this weekend? Or are you like so many of my friends? They're like, I'm over it. I'm over it. No, they weren't. They'd been to so many that they didn't miss it. No, I mean, there's always a little bit, Rod. I mean, I it's a very different feeling being there, uh, covering it as a reporter. There's certain things you're privy to, certain things you miss because there's so much going on. Um, the, the, the one thing that always sticks with me, and they had a camera shot of one of the 49ers players who wouldn't leave the bench and he's being doused with the confetti. Um, I remember Super Bowl 42 and what happened in the Tom Brady and the Patriots walking by us before we ran on the field to interview the New York Giants. And I mean, if you've never seen sadder human beings than the team that just lost the Super Bowl right at the very end. I saw the same thing the next year with Kurt Warner and the Cardinals after they got beat by Santonio Holmes and Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers. And that's a long walk from the field by all the reporters. And it's almost like a funeral-like setting. It's You could hear a pin drop because no one wants to make a noise as they walk to their dressing room and deal with the aftermath of that loss. And that's the, it's the human element of it that you forget that they're they're athletes, but they're human beings. And and you know they by game time they've brought friends and family to the stadium on the hopes that they will celebrate. And for the victors go the spoils, and they have the on the field celebration and the parties. But there's two teams there, and and so that's why you see so many teams that lose the Super Bowl. How tough it is to come back the next year because it takes so much out of you in so many levels that it's not easy to come back the next year and go all the way back to the Super Bowl. Well, you brought up TB12. If anybody noticed, I didn't see any photos of Tom Brady at Super Bowl this weekend. I didn't hear that he was there. He's a guy that he's been to so many. I think, like, I'm over it. I don't think he was there. No, I I don't think he was either. I know he was in a couple commercials, and I know he's talked about uh, he is deep into preparation to work as the lead analyst for Fox Football. And he has actually gone to the trouble of going to games without anyone knowing about it and calling mock games and doing the an- and the analysis for mock games and watching it back. So this is going back to his football preparation where you look at game film and he's trying to be a better analyst. And he actually was in an interview with Steve Young during Super Bowl week that if any real football junkie wants to know what kind of analyst that Tom Brady is going to be, check it out. And he talks about when a quarterback pulls the ball down and runs that it's not necessarily a good thing. It's because the quarterback didn't make a good pre-snap read. And you're like, Oh, and that's giving knowledge in a, a really like uh. easy to understand, but impactful way. And I think he's going to be a great analyst. Fox has the super bowl next year in, in New Orleans. And I I'm really looking forward to see what he brings to the game because he will see stuff and understand and break it down. And I've always thought that when Tom is talking X's and O's, he'll talk X and O's with a coach maybe differently than the average person because he knows that they're speaking a language the average person would never understand. We're going to find out. Jim, wonderful visit, my friend. Thanks for jumping on, man. Always good seeing you. See you, Rod. Take care. The great Jim Lang. We'll be right back with the audience takeover and sports update after this. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thanks for being with us today, everybody. Hope you're having as much fun as we are on the old RP show. It's audience takeover time, and I'm going to get to that in a second. I want to read a sports update, too. We don't have a lot of time in this segment. This is one thing, you know, with Kirk and Saskatoon's comment that Andy Reid has a Super Bowl ring as an assistant coach with Green Bay in 1997. And I said they don't count those rings when you're talking about all-time greats. I don't like that. And I'll give you an example. My very close and dear friend, George Cortez, has five Grey Cup rings as a coordinator in the Canadian Football League, at least five, maybe four. I think four with Calgary, one with the Riders. We were together in 2013. and But he's not in the Hall of Fame, the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. So this isn't a CFL thing per se. I think it's a pro football thing. But how do you not put a guy like that in the Hall of Fame? He's not a head coach. Who cares? He had as much or more to do with those championships than Jeff Garcia or Wally Buato. It's a fact. Ask them. I, I, that sticks in my craw, but they just don't take into account. The, even for quarterbacks, if you're a backup quarterback, they don't. But that's different. The backup quarterback didn't have the impact that a coordinator had. Huge problem that I have. And I'll say this again. You know, we had a CFL player, an all-star, who wanted to come on. He's been was lined, to come up, lined up to come on today. He ran it through his team, and they nixed it. And it's not, we get along with that team. I want to make that very clear. We are friends with that team. It wasn't a personal thing. I don't know why they did it, but we're not talking CFL in that space because the team nixed it. Max in Toronto writes in and he says, the RP show is one of the few outlets that keeps the CFL conversation going year round. Yeah, you and I know that. But for whatever reason, they don't care. Uh, Max goes on to say, we want you at the Grey Cup too, Rod. Darren said it in a break. Maybe this will be an issue then, but we'll deal with the teams that have no problem putting their players on, and you'll find out who those teams are because there are teams that don't have a problem with it. And I don't know why this team nicks their player today, but it's hurting the team, the player, in the CFL. I don't get it, but trust me, I'm past it. Sports update, the red-hot Calgary Flames visit the equally hot New York Rangers in one of four games in the NHL tonight. Both the Flames and Rangers are carrying four-game win streaks into the contest. Elsewhere, Phoenix is at Philadelphia, Seattle's in New Jersey, and Minnesota visits Vegas. NBA super rookie Victor Webanyama pays his first visit to Toronto as the Raptors entertain the San Antonio Spurs. The seven foot four Webanyama leads all rookies in scoring and rebounding, averaging 20.3 points and 10 boards per game. Our sports updates are brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. And for Landmark Cinemas in theaters now, Argyle, an introverted spy novelist, is drawn into the activities of a sinister underground syndicate starring Samuel L. Jackson, Brian Cranston, and John Cena. Argyle is in Landmark Cinemas now. Hour two coming up after this break. We'll be right back on Game Plus TV. WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live.